0: Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Listener Email Edition for October 23rd, 2007. Uh, actually, today we're going to be doing your voicemails instead of emails. We have an all-voicemail show for you. And uh, if you'd like to uh, send us a voicemail, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, just give us a call toll-free at 877-310-9662. And uh, leave us your question or your comment along with your contact information. And uh, you can also, of course, you know, send us an email the old-fashioned way, podcast at www.info.com. If we play your voicemail or read your email on our show, we're going to send you a Des Unplugged T-shirt. And uh, you'll also be entered into a drawing, a random drawing at the end of the month. We have a chance to win some fabulous, fabulous prizes. So please, uh, by all means, please send us your questions, your comments. And I particularly want your voicemails. I mean, I I when I, when I ask for voicemails, we get them. But uh, it's really funny, though. It seems like by about a, a, a ratio of about five to one, it's men who are calling in as opposed to women. And uh, it, I just find that funny. Because I, I know our audience generally for the site. You know, we skew more towards women. But uh, it seems like the guys are the ones that you know, don't mind leaving the voicemails. We get tons and tons of emails. I would love more voicemails. You know, just, we, it's more fun to play them.
1: We get a lot of comments and a lot of questions about, you know, you haven't read my email. I'd like to get a shirt. How can I make, you know, people send in two or three emails hoping they get read. This is a great way to get a shirt because we have so many fewer voicemails and emails.
0: Yeah, should, we, should we tell them that there are all new shirts coming in the next month or two? I think you just did. Oh, did I? <laughs> okay. There are all new shirts coming. They're really cool, too. Um, so, absolutely, please, send us a voicemail. Uh, we're going to start off with our first of voicemail this week. Is David in Carthage, Illinois, and he has questions about his pregnant wife and what to do and what not to do when they come on vacation. So, here's David.
2: Hello, folks. My name is David from Carthage, Illinois, and my wife and I have been long-time listeners, and we are going down to the world in December. And our question is, my wife will be about four and a half months pregnant at the time with our second child, and we have never been when she has been uh, expecting before. And so we didn't know if you had any tips or if you knew of any tips of how we could make sure that this trip is still enjoyable despite the fact that she will be limited to rides. We are the couple who always went on the roller coasters and the Tower of Terror, and nothing was off limits for us. But we want to make sure that she can still enjoy this trip, uh, despite not being able to go on those rides. So, if you have any help for us, we would greatly appreciate it.
0: Well, David, we um, we we have a lot of information actually on the Diz. I'm going to include a link in the show notes on exactly what attractions are not so good for pregnant uh, for pregnant women. Uh, there's also a terrific thread on our disabilities forum. On disboards.com dot com, that uh, discusses uh, uh, an awful lot of issues surrounding things you face when you're when you're pregnant. Not ever having been pregnant, my my perspective perspective is limited. Although I do feel like I'm in my forty fourth trimester. Um, at some point, I'm going to give birth to like a ten year old.
3: A triceratops. A triceratops, <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, but uh, you know, it's. You know, Julie just had a friend uh, in town not too long ago. Yeah,
4: Corey Knight. She came and visited with her husband. She is eight months pregnant. Um, she did every park except – well, actually, no, she did every park. I went to MGM with her and to Epcot. I mean, not MGM, Magic Kingdom. At Magic Kingdom, she did uh, all the shows, of course, and she hasn't been in five years, so lots of new stuff for her. But I know we rode Pirates together. And that has a slight drop in it, you know, but nothing to be worried about unless you want to be cautious for yourself. You know, always look at those little signs. They have the little mom with the baby in the belly. But I'm um, trying to think of some of the other ones that she rode. Mission I, know space. They, I know they did Peter Pan and all those kind of rides, you know, things that weren't going
0: right, uh, to harm
3: stuff. the baby. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Small world.
4: Yeah, it's a small world is a good one. But also, hopefully, you have other people in your party so that. When you go on the big rides and the roller coasters and things, that she has somebody to talk to, and that she's not just sitting there holding everyone's stuff because that can be a little boring. Yeah, you know, stuff holder. Yeah, right. So that's kind of why I was there. I was her companion. You know, Josh would go on some of the bigger rides, and I would sit and we would chat.
0: And this may sound like common sense, but you'll, you know, is it? There's that old expression of common sense is so common. Why don't more people have it? But you know, all of the attractions are marked. Any attraction Mm -hmm. that was not is not appropriate. For someone who's pregnant or has back or heart issues, um, they are uh, those rides are very clearly marked. Don't don't second guess Disney's judgment on which rides are okay and which ones aren't. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, Regina, our producer, Regina Henricks, gave us uh, a good suggestion uh, this morning too on this uh, on this question, and that was uh, you know if you know try and she's got to pace herself. You know, every every pregnant woman is different how they feel, what they're able to do. But if you know you find yourself getting too run down or something like that, you can always go to the first aid station. They have you know quiet, dark, cool areas where you can go lay down and rest. Uh, they'll bend over backwards for you. If you're not feeling 100%, you think you might be getting dehydrated, and that's the big thing you have yeah. to watch. Although they're coming in December, so the temperatures should be pretty but reasonable. Even so a pregnant but woman it, needs to have absolutely. a lot
2: of
1: water. And that's actually my favorite ride. Is the first aid station. <laughs> it's cool, and they'll
5: bring you water. Peter, she should also check with her doctor before she leaves to just get a general idea of what she should do or what right, she should a, do. Especially if
0: there are any special considerations right. she has to take so, care
5: of. So I, I recommend that to her, uh, someone that's pregnant.
1: I guarantee this will be her favorite trip because she's going to be able to do and see things that she doesn't usually do and see because she's too busy going from ride to ride to ride when you stop and you take a second and you take a beat in Walt Disney World and you enjoy. see so much more exactly
0: it's and, funny i was thinking the same thing and I, i'm kind of reading between the lines in your um in your voicemail so to speak that uh, you know when you mentioned that you both like to do the the more intense rides and you know what can she do at four and a half months pregnant somewhere in the back of your mind you may be saying to yourself well she's only four and a half months so you know we can get away with this or the other thing. No, do not do it. No, it's not worth do it. not do it. You know Regina uh, talks about, um, about seeing a pregnant woman. You know, looks like she was eight months on, going on uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Mm. That you know her stomach was so it was so extended from being pregnant that they actually had to adjust the, uh, the lap bar for it. You should not be on a, a roller coaster yeah. no. when you need, you're pregnant. You need to follow the warning signs exactly. For that. Exactly. So I'm sure you guys are going to have a great time. It may be an opportunity for the two of you to see Disney, as John mentioned, in a very different light, but uh, an enjoyable one nonetheless. I think you'll have a great time. But uh, be sure to let us know when you get back uh, how that went. So with that, we'll move on to our next voicemail. We have Todd asking some questions about the Animal Kingdom Lodge and about where to... uh,
4: Best see the savanna. Where
0: best see the savanna. Yeah, the best views. And so here's Todd.
6: Hi, my name is Todd. I'm in Frisco, Texas. Um, in January, I'm going to be bringing my family along to stay at the Animal Kingdom Villas in a Value accommodations. Unfortunately, um, that's all they had available. So I have two daughters. Um, they'll be four and five at the time. And I'm curious what the Savannah views will be like. Um, not from the rooms. How many places we can we see the savannas from? and general overall impressions of of seeing the savannas that way as opposed from your balcony. Uh, Thanks a lot. That's all I got, and have a great day.
0: All right, Todd. Well, thank you for the question. Um, There are any number of great viewing areas all around uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, looking out over the various savannas. Um, You have one, I think the most popular one, as soon as you walk in to the main building, you see those huge... The, the huge windows that make up the uh, the back of the lobby, and that looks out over uh, into one of the savannas, one of the large savannas. You can walk out there and see a lot of different animals. I know out by the pool, there's another great little savanna viewing area. Um,
3: Off the main lobby, there's like a sitting area and it's if you're headed towards the back of the lobby it's off to the left it's like a little it's not a bar per se but it's like a little sitting area and they have an outdoor savanna area and there's usually a guide out there telling you what you're that's seeing that's right i things. forgot about that too that's,
0: that's right that's out there
1: it's usually a little quieter out there too
0: and not
3: yeah.
1: as many people off of the main lobby there's uh, as you walk out there's two areas that have rocking chairs and a fire pit i don't know if the fire pit's ever going but we found that to be a really nice surprise one one day.
0: Yeah, the they're fire the, pit's nice. Yeah, they're I've the most uncomfortable
1: guy. rockers I've ever sat in my entire life. <laughs> but it was breezy. There was a fan going. and
0: I think Animal Disney. Kingdom Lodge is one of my more favorite uh, of the Disney resorts. I think it's beautiful. And just walking around the grounds, walking around the common areas, you find all sorts of spots that, you know, I know we've just walking around. The first time we ever went there, uh, the first right after it opened, just walking around, we got to see where the giraffes come out. And there were like four or five giraffes just huddled in this one area. And we were able to stand there and take video and pictures for, you know, 20 minutes. It was great. It was absolutely great. So even if you don't have a terrific Savannah View room, um, the number of views, the number of places to see the animals uh, are are plentiful. Uh, And there's always a guide. I think as uh, Kevin mentioned, there's always a guide around there wherever you can view the animals to answer any questions you have. So... And also they do a wonderful I, I'm, I'm assuming they still do this the the uh, the tour in the lobby that they do it's free it goes on for about 20 30 minutes where a guide kind of takes you around what you're seeing in the lobby some of these various uh, pieces from from Africa that have been brought over and explains what they are what they mean and absolutely fascinating absolutely fascinating yeah. and just a nice way to spend a you know a, a little extra time in the afternoon if you don't feel like going to the parks.
5: Mason and uh, Gavin did this. The, Diana, grandchildren. the grandchildren, they uh, went over and they did like stencils of different imprints that are in the on the floor for like uh, prehistoric things or something. I don't know, but they they had a great time over there and they just went over and visited for a couple hours. But it was entertaining. <laughs>
3: see, see if you can find the hidden Mickey in the. I lobby. was just going to say that. I was. Should we give him a hint? Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay.
5: it's in the lobby.
3: We <laughs> get better hint than that. Oh. Look toward the light. Yeah, look Caroline. Up. Look toward the light, Caroline.
0: All right, Todd. Well, I hope that answers uh, your question. All right, our next uh, voicemail is not so much a question as it is a, a comment, which we all got a real kick out of. Oh, God. Todd in Chicagoland, Illinois, uh, had some uh, had some experiences while listening to Bob on his iPod, and we just love the fact that our listeners are getting in on the act. So. Here's Todd and his Bob experience.
2: Hello, guys and lady. I'm just calling. My name is Todd Schneider. I live in the Chicagoland area up in McHenry. I just had, had to call and share a laugh with you. I have an iPod that I listen to on the way home from work, to and from work every day. I've got a contraption that I plug into my lighter that projects or sends the iPod through my radio. From time to time, I have a hard time getting the right station, whatever the case might be. But today, it was going pretty good. I was listening to your podcast, and Bob was talking about whatever it is Bob was talking about. And all of a sudden, he took a breath, and he took a gap, one of his normal Bob gaps. And it lasted for, I don't know, 30 seconds before I finally looked down and realized that the iPod had shaken itself loose from the lighter, and I lost connection. So, Bob, I was laughing at you, and it wasn't you. It was just the gap from the pause on my iPod. But with your gaps, I never knew if it was or it wasn't. So, once again, thank you for the laugh, Bob, even though you didn't deserve to be laughed at this time. It was me. Take care. Enjoy your show. Keep up the good work, as everyone says. Talk to you later. Bye.
5: Okay, that's funny. You just got to love it. That that was the actual pause, wasn't it? Sometimes it feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: no,
0: you guys have no idea. You know, you think his pauses are long. Those are the edited ones. I try not to over-edit them so it doesn't sound unnatural. But, I mean, there are times I, I'm, I'm editing his stuff. I'm like, okay, he is actually having a stroke <laughs> in the middle of the sentence. So I, got, I snorted now that time. Now you just
1: know his plug came out and you got to wiggle it a little. <laughs> I'm not willing really to go on this plug. Okay.
0: Right, oh, Do we mind. have to go there again with the visuals? <laughs> again with the visuals. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. So if yeah, if you people have any funny Bob stories, uh-huh. are, that is uh-huh. a that is almost a guaranteed way to get yourself on the uh, on the show. <laughs> if you want to get an email read, if you want to get a voicemail played. Give me some funny Bob stories, boy. We'll we'll play. Uh, we'll, we, I'd do a whole show on that if I could. I want to hear about from these people who have actually met him in the park.
4: I was going to say
5: the same thing. Yeah, because he's they, meeting. He's, they all love me. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> We want to hear about it. And we love we love you too. We, he's you the know, one we,
3: walking around with the Diz unplugged on everything he's wearing. Part
0: Kathy, of the reason we love you is you provide much needed comic relief in an otherwise stressful life.
5: Kat, Kathy got a picture uh, from New Jersey with me, and she she was having a great time.
0: Well, we'd love to hear from uh, some of you who've met in the park yeah call in All right, we're going to move on to our next email we have Christina in Newport Maine who has some questions about uh, what to do with her digital camera and video camera when going on the on the rides
7: hi this is Christina from Newport Maine I enjoy listening to all you guys on a weekly basis it really helps me get through my afternoons I have a question about carrying a camera and or a camcorder while on Disney property um I like to take pictures with my digital camera and my husband likes to take video with his camcorder, but we're worried about taking such things on rides, especially rides that go upside down like Mission Space or Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Do they have places to put your cameras so they would be safely taken care of while you're on these rides? I'd really like to know. Thanks.
1: Most rides have some kind of uh, restraint system for you, some kind of Pocket or pouch where you can put your stuff. Um, I'm not sure about Rock and Roller Coaster, though. Is there some place where you can put a camera where you think it'd be safe? I haven't been on in a
2: while. Me either. You know, I always hold it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would think that's a really good Uh, advice. For anything that's going to go upside down, I would hold it.
2: That's the only ride that goes upside down. Mission Space actually does have – it doesn't go upside down. It just spins, but um, they do have a little compartment right in front of you that you can put all your stuff.
4: I just carry a smaller size purse that I can wear across my body. I always put our stuff inside of there, make sure it's fully zipped, and I've never had any problems.
3: A digital camera should fit in your pocket. And I don't know how big yeah. your, your handy cam is or your um, video ours camera. Ours is really
4: small. So. Yeah,
3: ours is too. So I would think if you've got it on a strap around your neck or something,
1: just put it under your T-shirt. So I yeah. suggest bringing along a small child and have them hold the stuff while you go on rides. <laughs> Tell <laughs> them to stand near a cast member. <laughs> and pretend
3: you're but through security.
5: If you have a big camera bag like mine, you're probably better off seeing if the cast Bobby member... Bobby was
0: on Rock and Roller Coaster with his big camera bag and <laughs> gives the guy in the back of the, back of the car a concussion.
5: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, either you ask the cast member that maybe one of you can go on at, at a time and then the other one goes so a on. Camera to camera swap? Yeah, camera <laughs> swap, child swap, camera swap. Isn't it hard getting a
3: card on Rock and Roller Coaster?
0: It is. And he tries to race it, tries to bring his card on the track. So now, And, Christine, the other thing to keep in mind, too, that uh, most of the digital cameras that you buy right now are not going to be real uh, overly sensitive to shock. And things like that, the way cameras even five years ago were uh, not a lot of moving parts in these cameras anymore. Camcorders more so than digital cameras. Camcorders do have some more moving parts. They can be some some of them, depending on how old it is, can be uh, disturbed. You can mess them up if they have too much uh, too much trauma. But absolutely, I mean, I've never I've always gone on the rides with a camcorder, always, and I've never had a problem. But like Corey said, nine times out of ten, I'm holding it.
5: It's fun to watch Corey hold the camcorder and try to hold on at the same time and try to video something. So,
0: well, good luck to you on that, Christina. We're going to move on next. Uh, And Kim in Pennsylvania has some questions about uh, renting points at the Animal Kingdom Lodge and getting a chance to do the Sunrise Safari. So here's Kim.
7: Hi, this is Kim Barron from Pittsburgh, and I have a question about renting DVC points and, um, the Sunrise Safari at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, by the time of my next trip, I will, I'm sure Animal Kingdom Lodge will be built, hopefully. And, um, I wanted to rent DVC points to stay there. But I also wanted to go in the Sunrise Safari, and I know that is reserved for concierge guests. And it had been my intention to do a split stay be- between Animal Kingdom Lodge and Port Orleans French Quarter. But I heard today's email show, and you said that running points for an extended stay, like around 10 days, is actually cheaper than staying at a moderate. So, what I was thinking of doing is splitting my stay between Animal Kingdom Lodge and Boardwalk Villas. So, um, can I go on the Sunrise Safari if I'm staying using DVC points versus the Concierge Club?
1: Well, Kim, I have some good news for you. Uh, with the Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas, you can actually rent a concierge level room with DVC points. What they're going to have is the all of the different Savannah view the different view rooms as well as a concierge level room and of course that will be more money more points uh, to to actually rent those rooms. Uh, there's a limited number of the concierge level rooms at the Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas. There's 10 two-bedroom equivalent rooms, so there's going to be 10 each of a studio, 10 each of a one-bedroom, and 10 each of a two-bedroom. So you're going to have to make sure that you make those uh, reservations as far out as possible. When you're looking to rent your points for a specific uh, resort, one of the things you might want to look for is someone who actually has points at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. This will allow you the longest booking window, so someone who has actually points at... Animal Kingdom Lodge can book 11 months out as opposed to someone who owns at a different resort. They can only book seven months out. Um, with that, you'll get all of the regular concierge-level services. You'll get uh, nightly turn down service as well as daily housekeeping. Usually with Disney Vacation Club, you don't get daily housekeeping. You get uh, what they call a trash and towel service t- twice during your stay, and that's the extent of the housekeeping that you get. But with concierge, you get those extra perks, and you'll be able to book the Sunrise Safari as well. When you look at at the point difference, I, I try to do some point difference between the concierge-level rooms and a, quote-unquote, regular Savannah View room. It's not a huge point difference, uh, but it's all going to depend on when you want to stay and what season it is. But I looked at some off-season point differences for a studio. There was a three-point difference between a studio that was a Savannah View and a, and a studio that was concierge level.
0: That's really good.
1: Yeah, and when you think about averaging about ten dollars a point, that's thirty dollars.
0: Well, because I, I can tell you that the service. the price that Disney puts on a concierge room, the premium price is anywhere from eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars a night. Um, and I, I I I'll tell you, on average, they're closer to one hundred and fifty, especially at the at places like the Yacht and Beach Club. Uh, you can usually get concierge at Animal Kingdom for a little bit less, Animal Kingdom Lodge. But still, I don't, if it's only a couple of point difference, that's a really good deal.
1: For a, a one-bedroom, it was a six to a seven-point difference. So you're looking at about a $70 add-on per night. For a two-bedroom, it was a nine to a $10 difference. Again, this is going to change with season. This is going to change with a lot of different things. but
0: anyway, you look at it, it shakes out pretty good.
1: I mean, if that's what you want, I mean, the, the concierge... Uh, Amenities are terrific. If you think about, well, you can have breakfast there and an afternoon snack, save you a little bit of money on on uh, food. So,
0: and also, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the evening uh, the evening food service that they do uh, in that particular concierge lounge, they're getting their food from Boma, and they always send up some really really interesting things. I mean, it's never enough for like dinner, but it's like a light a light a light supper um, that they send up, and that's one of the better ones. Their their uh, evening service is one of the their food is some of the some of the be- better. I'm not saying it right. But oh, you're, actually, you're doing no, you're okay.
1: Yep. Some of the best food out of the as I have my stroke,
0: <laughs> really
5: try and get it out. <laughs> yeah, um, it's coming to all of you eventually. Yeah, well,
0: yeah it's, it's it's emanating off of you. Yes, it's viral strokes.
1: I think this is a nice thing that they're doing with the Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas. You don't really have this at, It's a, a
0: nice... I was just going to ask if they're doing that other places. Yeah, you don't
1: have it at Old Key West or Boardwalk. There's not that availability to get a concierge-level room with a little bit, a few more amenities. So,
5: very cool. I say if you can do it and it's within your budget, go do it.
0: Absolutely worth it.
5: Is is the Animal Kingdom DVC... That's going to be kind of hard to get for a couple of years, isn't it? Don't you, to rent points. You know, that's
1: all speculation. It depends on how popular people think it's going to be and how much they want. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was very popular when they were selling it. It sold fairly quickly. I don't believe it sold out, but it sold very quickly.
5: So It you know, may be an issue. I'm just throwing it out there.
1: Again, my advice would be try to find someone who has points at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That'll give you an 11-month window to book and make sure they know that you want to – because she's going to rent the points from somebody else make sure that they know that you want the concierge level room okay. so they can try for that specifically when it's available.
0: Cool. Well, thank you, John. Hope that answers your question, Kim. And, uh, we're going to move on to our next voicemail from Tyler in Lexington, Kentucky. He has some questions about, uh, which hard ticket events we like and dislike. So here's, here's Tyler.
8: Hi my name is Tyler and I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. My question is about the hard ticket events that Disney has. Um, it's fairly obvious, listening to the show, that the food and wine festival is your all's favorite. Uh, but other than that, what is your favorite hard ticket event that Disney does? And what's your favorite least, or what's your least favorite hard ticket event
0: that that Disney does? All right. So, what do you guys think? Favorite hard ticket event?
3: Well, first of all, the food and wine festival is not a hard ticket. Yeah, I, was, event. I
0: wanted to mention that too. Yeah, that it's
3: included is. in the price of your admission to EPCOT. Hard ticket event for me is uh,
0: well, I mean Halloween. It, yeah, not the food and the wine, but just. You the festival need a, itself. You right. need a
3: ticket to get into Epcot. You don't need a ticket to attend Food and Wine Correct. Festival.
2: I enjoy all the holiday yeah. ticket events. You know, Halloween, Christmas. Yeah.
1: I agree. My new favorite one is Pirate
0: Princess Party.
1: Yeah,
4: me too. I, think that's I mean, my I don't, new I don't dislike any of them.
1: I think my favorite
3: is Halloween. I like the trick-or-treating. I
4: do too. No, I ver- like seeing everyone dressed up.
0: Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party for me is the... I think that's the best hard ticket event. Yeah. They do. I just... I love the Magic Kingdom at Christmas. They just whenever yeah. they do anything with Christmas, there it just it's special. So
1: I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. I think that they provide a really nice difference to just going to the park during the day with all the crowds. Um, I have a concern though. I have a feeling that one of these days you're going to see every night taken up by a hard ticketed event. I don't think you're ever going to have a, a night in the parks where someone is just going to be able to stay in the park late,
3: which is really kind of annoying. The annual pass holders. Yeah. I don't. Th- yeah. I mean, Disney found a way to sell the same day twice.
0: Yeah. Because exactly. you look at Pirate
3: and Princess
1: Party now is twice a year filling in gaps where there's not other parties. Right.
5: So I just think I, I, I disagree that they're going to go to all the nights. I think they're going to leave two or three nights during the week for everybody that can go and see the wishes and and the, the parade at night. So I, I don't see that happening in the But the cost future. of
3: your annual pass won't go down, even well, though I agree.
5: I, uh, I understand home that. Home. There's no way that's happening. Right. But I don't see them doing every night, though.
3: But they're, in, they're chipping away at how much available time is available to annual pass holders. Yeah. And when
1: you think about things like uh, extra magic hours and stuff like that, you right. can't, an annual pass holder can't stay in the park for that. So. Right.
0: Well, a Disney annual pass has been a progressively worse and worse deal every year for many years now. So wouldn't surprise me to see them take away more. All right. Well, thank you uh, for your question, Tyler.
3: Before we go on, I have one more thing to say. Hi, Anthony.
0: All right, our next voicemail is from Jeremy, who is going to be doing a four-night cruise and wants some advice for what to do on the afternoon after he disembarks the ship with his wife and two daughters. So here's Jeremy.
8: Hey, guys. This is Jeremy from Germantown, Maryland. I love the show. I just want to let you know that I normally listen to you guys while I'm sitting in Washington, D.C., rush hour traffic, and it makes the commute a lot better. I'm calling because we are doing a four-night cruise in uh, early, well, I guess mid-November, and uh, to delay the depression of getting off the ship, uh, we're going to go to Walt Disney World um, for the afternoon after we get off. So we're going directly from the port to the park, and uh, we'll be staying at the one of the resorts there. And I'm wondering if you recommend that we do the park, the Magic Kingdom, for uh the afternoon or if we should go ahead and just get the tickets for the Christmas party. Um, because I know that it goes later. We might have um a little different time doing the party. So just thought I'd get your thoughts on that. And uh be there with my wife, my two daughters, Uh, one's eight months old, one's nine years, one's almost nine years old, and uh, just wondering what your thoughts are. Thanks a lot.
3: I have to tell you, Jeremy, that's going to be a long day. The last night on your cruise, you have to pack your luggage and get all your luggage out to be picked up the next morning, and then you have an early departure from the cruise. You then have to get from the cruise terminal to Walt Disney World. I think he said he had a nine-year-old and an eight-month-year-old. That's a real early day. If you're going straight to the park, I can see you doing it. If you're thinking about doing something else between then and getting a ticket to go to the park later on, I'm thinking you're all going to have some sort of meltdown. He doesn't mention if he has a
1: hotel room for that night.
3: He he does.
0: I think uh, he said he's he's getting a resort.
3: I apologize.
1: I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. But that's that's a case of you're going to want to take a nap. You're going to want to go...
3: I, I know, nap. we
0: stole your thunder. I know. Yeah, but this
1: is like one of the times I agree
3: with Bob that. Bob so. invented
0: the concept of napping. napping <laughs> he invented
3: good. the note, too, but that's a different story. Um, if you're going to, if you do have a resort or a hotel room, it's the kind of thing that I think, my opinion is, instead of rushing to the park and trying to see the park and then having it close early for the Christmas party, go check into your hotel, get a bite to eat for lunch, hang out at the pool, have everybody take a nap, Bob, and then go to the park later that night. It sounds a little less frantic, yeah, I yeah, agree. agree
5: because the Christmas party, well, you can start getting into the Christmas party with the hot ticket event at four o'clock, so between four and seven, you may want to do that and have a late lunch, relax for a while and and then go into the park because you're going to be there till from seven pm till midnight is what the event is. So that I mean, that's seven hours. The best piece of advice I can give you, book your next cruise
1: on that cruise. That's going to be your best price you're going to find. They're going to give you a bounce-back offer. They're going to give you 10% off the next cruise. They're going to offer you shipboard credit. Even if you don't know when you're going to cruise, pick any future sale date, make your booking. You won't regret it.
0: You can always change it, and you still get your uh, all the bounce-back uh, offers. So. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Thanks for the voicemail. and. Our final voicemail today is from Rich in Chicago, and he just has a clarification for us on some of the uh, food being served at the uh, Poland Pavilion at uh, this year's Food and Wine Festival. So here's Rich.
6: Hello, Pete and Dism team. This is Rich. I look forward to listening to every new show and really enjoy all the hard work you guys put into the show. Uh, this week, you were talking about the Food and Wine Festival, uh, and Julie and everyone was commenting on the uh, food from the Poland booth. Uh, my grandparents came to the U.S. from Poland a long time ago, so uh, we would eat the cabbage rolls, or more commonly referred to as gowumki, uh, all the time. It is awesome. Uh, also, the, uh, the donuts that are there. Those donuts are more commonly referred to as punchkis. And in the Chicago area, punch keys are a delicacy that's really looked forward to on Fat Tuesday uh, every year. So the cabbage rolls are gawumpki and the donuts are pu- uh, punchkis. Uh, have a good day
0: rich i'm sure all of those things are delicious i have never heard of any of them he's just making up words you're just making up words
1: i've had galumki's you haven't had galumki's i don't think I've.
0: Ever- we know of no I, such thing
5: i think i've had glumki's it's a made-up word it's, it's not the it's one just, with the cabbage right? well it's yeah it's, it's, food. it's food you must
0: have had it you've had yeah. all you've eaten all food
5: yes well i'm going back i'm going to go back over to poland and uh try those things again
4: you need to the cabbage roll is excellent it really is
5: I will. It looks
3: uh, not too so attractive, this week. but it's Rich, good. Rich, I know what you're talking about. We called them Golumkies too, and I'm not Polish.
5: I want to try those donut things. Of course, you do. <laughs> I do. Homer I Simpsons, try everything. Homer
0: Simpson's long-lost brother. <laughs> the donuts. Donuts.
3: We really have to start serving food at these podcasts. <laughs> we always end up talking about it, and right now, all I'm thinking is, how far is it to Epcot?
0: Yeah. Well, we've been uh, we've been recording three hours three hours straight, so. We always get very hungry. Yeah, I've been thinking the same thing about food and wine. I, I I still haven't gotten down there yet. I know. I still haven't gotten down there
3: yet. I have to tell you, I, I think there's some sort of work against us. Every time we head there, the skies open up. It rains. And being local and being able to go whenever we want, I'm not walking around. up in the rain. I'm just not. So we invariably end up going someplace else for dinner. I haven't really been to it yet either.
0: Well, I know I will absolutely make it there this weekend because my uh, brother and sister and their spouses are going to be in town for the weekend. So I know we're definitely going to uh, – I know I'll be doing Halloween Horror Nights again one night, and I know I'll be doing Food in One another. So I will definitely get there. We are going to this Mickey's week.
3: Very Merry Christmas Party. Very Scary Merry Christmas Party. Hang on. I'll do it again. I was going to say <laughs> you are. We are going that? to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this week.
5: Oh.
0: That should be enjoyable.
3: It'll rain. Probably. I uh, <laughs>
0: I have no I have no interest in the Halloween party.
3: We are going with the other owner of Dreams Unlimited Travel.
0: Oh, is she in town?
3: She's mm-hmm. going on a cruise next weekend and she's oh. coming in and we're going to the Halloween party Thursday night.
5: Oh, isn't that nice? I like the fireworks and the parade. I like the music. I like none of it.
0: <laughs> Kidding. <laughs>
3: As a matter of fact, we have a friend who doesn't like it either and he wants to know if we're going to that stupid pumpkin party this week. <laughs> yeah
0: Mickey's not so interesting. Halloween party. <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for us this week, folks. Thanks uh, very much for your, for your voicemails and your emails. We'll read your emails uh, next week, but uh, send us some voicemails do free eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two or emails to podcast at wwwinfo.com We uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you again next week with another edition of The Diz Unplugged.